Welcome to the Restoration Church Podcast. To learn more about our church, give, share a prayer request, or access our weekly worship guide, visit us at www.restorationlex.com slash this week. Excited to be here today. I'm excited to join the team officially this morning here at Restoration. You know, um, I've been in youth ministry almost nine years now, and it's like every few years I think I'm out, and then God pulls me right back in, and I'm okay with that. Um, I love students. I love being with students, Um, so I'm so excited to continue that here today. So today we are starting a new series as we start a new school year. You know, for most people, you know, this is the new year, right? There's new years, but really this is the time of year that it it feels more like a new year. Rhythms are changing. And you've already heard the word this morning, busy. That is the word that defines this time of years. And it comes at a breakneck speed, all right? It was just July last weekend. I was in Colorado last weekend visiting family. I'm also a teacher, and now I'm getting ready to go back this week. Your calendars are filling up. You have shopping that needs to be done. You have a last-minute vacation. Lucky if you have time to get that in. Um, It's overwhelming, but I think if you were to look at the entire year, this is not you know, unusual. This happens at every point. Just when you get one season figured out, it's time to change to the next season. You know, the end of the school year. Okay, now we got to figure out summer. Okay, now we got to figure out the beginning of the school year. Okay, Christmas is coming. Let's not even get to there yet. It's just this round-the-clock cycle of trying to keep up with the next season. And it's, it demands a lot. Um, and it feels like we hit our limit over and over again, but we still have to keep going. So in this series, enough, you know, it just feels like there's never enough sometimes. Enough money, enough rest, enough time, enough energy. We're limited, and we have to learn to be content and understand that in Jesus, there is enough. But a lot of times, we begin looking at all these other places and lose sight of what it means to have enough in Jesus. So as we begin this series today... Um, we're going to talk about finding enough rest in Jesus. And to get started, I don't know about you, but I hate when things get really overcomplicated. Anyone just hate overcomplicated things? All right, a few, few examples, and all of you will probably identify with some of these. Meetings that should have been an email. Yeah, we've all been there, right? All right, for me, having just finished a degree at school, School assignments that should have been one paragraph, not 10 pages. All right. Finding something to watch on TV nowadays. I don't know why, but if Hulu doesn't have it, I got to go find it on Netflix. Netflix doesn't have it. Amazon might have it. And then, or some random streaming service that I don't even have access to. So I got to find my buddy who has the password to that streaming. And before I know it, it's nine o'clock and I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. I don't have anything to watch. Making a doctor's appointment, going to the self-checkout, calling any customer service line. We like to overcomplicate things. I don't know why. Um, Now I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that I don't overcomplicate things. My wife will tell you I do, all right? I'm a very indecisive shopper. Two t-shirts is going to take me a complicated process to figure out which one I want. 
Traveling, I have to have a hard schedule of every minute of what we're doing. Packing has to be done the right way. We just like to overcomplicate things sometimes. But we don't do that at church, right? We don't. No, we do. And there are a lot of things in the church that we overcomplicate. And one of those is talking about what it means to find rest in Jesus. Rest and renewal. And there's this word in the Bible and all throughout Scripture that is one of those fancy church words that we overcomplicate, and it's the word Sabbath. And the word Sabbath is one of those words we hear all the time, but maybe we don't fully understand. Maybe it's something we just quite haven't figured out. We may have an idea of what the word means. Um, We may hear people say things like, I'm taking a Sabbath. My usual reaction to hearing that is that person must be really holy. Um, I must be doing something wrong because I don't have time to do that. How do I have enough time to do that? My life's complicated enough. They're taking this Sabbath rest day. What is that? How can I make that happen? Well, maybe the problem is that we just don't understand what Sabbath actually is. And we don't understand what it means to take Sabbath rest. So those are the two questions this morning. What is Sabbath? What does it mean biblically? And how can we practice Sabbath in our everyday practical, normal, busy, crazy lives? And as we go through this journey this morning, I just remember this main thing. There's always enough rest to be found in Jesus. Always enough rest to be found in Jesus. And let's uncover a little bit more about how we can find that rest this morning. So what is Sabbath? Well, we have to take a big look. I'm going to kind of put on a teacher hat this morning from Old Testament to the New Testament. And when you look at the Old Testament written in Hebrew, the word Sabbath comes from the word Shabbat meaning to cease, to stop, to rest, all right? To stop everything. And it's this huge theme all throughout the Old Testament. And so important that in the very first two books of the Bible, it shows up quite a bit. Genesis 2, 2, you might recognize this passage. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. In English, it says God rested. In Hebrew, it says God took Shabbat. He ceased. He stopped. Why? Why would God do that? He is modeling that we need rest. We cannot create. We cannot work. We cannot produce continually and keep up a constant pace. We have got to rest. So from the very beginning of Scripture, rest is built into the equation. You move on to the book of Exodus in 20 chapter 8 through 11, a little bit longer passage, but this is Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. It says this, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, your sons, daughters, male or female servant, animals even, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So God models in Genesis that we need rest. And then when Israel starts to become a nation, a people group, Moses receives the ten foundational laws for their people. And one of those built into their society is that you need rest. All right? I would say that in our culture today, that is probably the last thing built into our culture. 
But God made sure to tell them, this is foundational. You must rest. You must cease from your busy lives. And as you progress through the scripture, it doesn't stop. God continues to tell his people to rest, to cease the endless cycle of trying to keep up, to be renewed, to be reset, to be in a weekly rhythm of resting and finding renewal. Well, when we get to the New Testament, it doesn't stop either. You find that Jesus also has a lot to say about Sabbath, about rest. And what's interesting, as you get to the Gospels, you find that Jesus enters into a a little bit different culture where the Sabbath has become very legalistic. All these extra rules and regulations became attached to finding rest and, and fulfilling this Sabbath day command. So much so that the true intent of the Sabbath was lost. It was warped. No longer was Sabbath about finding rest and renewal or delighting and enjoying in God's presence or embracing God's holiness. It was about checking a box. For example, they made laws like, on the Sabbath day, you can't wear perfume. I don't know what's so difficult about that, but you couldn't. Uh, You couldn't open anything that was sealed. All right, so you can get up out of bed, but for some reason you have that letter that needs to open. You can't open it. You can't walk more than 1,000 cubits, so you could go 999, but you hit 1,000, you're doing something wrong. The Sabbath had become less about rest. It had been reduced to this list of tasks and things to keep up with, and instead of being the one thing that was meant to connect people with God, it actually became a barrier. Surely we don't have similar problems in the church when we do things in the church today, all right? That's sarcastic. Yes, we do. We attach rules and regulations and things and all these things on the end where we lose sight of what the ultimate goal is. And that's why Jesus speaks up in Mark 2.27. He says, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And what Jesus is saying is Sabbath was intended to be a gift from God. You were not meant to take control of this day. This is not a day for taking control, but giving up control. Sabbath is meant to be life-giving, not life-taking, not more exhausting, but giving rest. So Jesus is trying to point back to what the Old Testament proclaimed about Sabbath. It's about rest and renewal. It's about delighting and enjoying the presence of God. It's about holiness, being formed in God's holiness. And when we look at our own lives, our own culture today, you could probably see a lot of similarities between the way Sabbath and the way things had been done in Jesus' day and today. In our time today, all of us are going to identify this. We are worn out. We don't understand what it means to find rest. People are looking in the wrong places and wrong areas to find rest and renewal. People who think to find rest and renewal in Jesus, they have to do all the right things. You have to read the Bible the right way. You have to pray the right way. You got to go to church on the most perfect timetable and schedule, or you're not there. You're not engaging in rest the right way. And yes, there is enough rest to be found in Jesus. We've just overcomplicated and lost touch with what it means to find rest in him. So how do we find rest? How do we practice Sabbath? How do we find renewal? How do we enjoy the presence of God and embrace the holiness of God? Well, we have to look to Jesus as an example because all through the Gospels, Just like God modeled in the very beginning what it meant to take rest, Jesus also models the same thing. We're going to read a few different passages about Jesus engaging in 
his own Sabbath rest. For example, Matthew 14, 13 says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. People, Jesus understood what it meant to be worn out by people, all right? He understands that. A lot of us would say amen to that. He withdrew privately, all right? Mark 1.35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 5.16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus understood the need to be in his Father's presence, to find rest. John 4.6, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. So you're probably thinking all these random scriptures. Well, Jesus understood physical limitation, physical needs for rest. He understood emotional needs for rest. He understood the need to get away from people, the need to be in his father's presence. He understood that for him to be at his best in ministry, he had to rest. He had to Sabbath. All right? And so there are three things I want us to think about this morning. Three answers to the question, how do we practice Sabbath, that when looking at the life of Jesus, I think we can find. First, we need to prioritize rest over busyness, all right? Rest over busyness. When we look at those passages and read the Gospels as a whole, Jesus and his disciples were busy, all right? Traveling from town to town, walking, might I say, all right? teaching, healing, casting out demons, arguing with religious leaders and stirring up all kinds of trouble was their daily life. That's a busy life. However, Jesus always prioritized rest. It could have been easy to say, you know, I'll just slow down when we get to the next town or the next town over. I'll slow down after this crowd leaves. I'll take a break in a couple of days. But Jesus understood that to be effective, he had to make rest a priority. And the same goes for you and I. Many of us are probably saying things all the time like, you know, when I finish this project, I'll have time to rest, right? When work slows down next week or next month, maybe I'll have a couple weeks to, to, to rest, slow down myself. You know, I can rest when my to-do list is finished or I'll have time to rest tomorrow, next week, or next month. But what we really find is we got another project that pops right back up. Work did not slow down. It sped back up the next week. Our to-do list doubled. Tomorrow has already came and gone. Next week is already here. And my next month's calendar is already filled up. So where am I supposed to fit this in? There's never the perfect time to choose rest. But when we choose to make it a priority, we're going to find that we live from a place of abundance and not emptiness. However, it's not just enough to prioritize rest into our rhythms, but we also need to be intentional with our rest. Intentional with our rest. Jesus was intentional with how he spent his time resting. Maybe it was praying with his father. Maybe it was sitting down at a meal with those closest to him, his disciples. He even found rest in choosing to help and serve other people on the Sabbath day, which religious leaders get very upset about. There are a lot of things that I think we try to label as rest, but they're just unhealthy escapes. You know, I love sitting on my couch and watching, a, finding a show that has nine seasons and 20 episodes a season, and I can sit there all weekend, and I can, you know, I love it. And there's times for that, but that's more escape 
than it is rest. And we need to remember that rest is about being renewed. Sabbath is about rest and renewal, being in God's presence and delighting in his holiness. So what does it look like to be intentional with our rest? Well, it's this last thing. To be intentional with our rest means we need to keep it simple. Finding rest and renewal in Jesus does not have to be complicated. There is no magic formula. There is no right answer. There is no right prayer. There is no perfect Bible reading plan. There's no perfect time of week, day, or month. In fact, what works for you is going to work different for me. Yes, we should be in Scripture. We should be praying. We should be prioritizing intentional times of rest. But for each of us, that's going to look different. Whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, or all of those things, a combination of this or that. For me, example, daily rest for me just is 20 minutes of enjoying that cup of coffee and reading a couple of chapters of Scripture. Simple. I've tried to complicate that many more times in my life than you can imagine. But keep it simple. Weekly, it's finding a couple hours to just get outside and do something. Monthly, it looks like me setting a day or a weekend to go camping, do something outside, outdoor related. So I try to prioritize prioritize rest daily, weekly, monthly, different things that can be built into rhythms. And in all those things, I find rest and renewal. I can take delight in God's presence. I'm reminded of his holiness, and I am renewed. For you, it could be totally different. Maybe it's listening to scripture while you work out. Maybe it's a daily walk. Maybe it's a hobby like woodworking or building something with your hands. It could be serving others, or it could be getting coffee with a friend every week. It could be trying to go out and go fishing once a month. I I don't care what it looks like for you, but there's something for you, for us all. We just don't need to complicate it. The ways in which we can practice Sabbath rest and rest in God's presence are endless and don't have to be complicated. Find what works for you. Keep it simple. And remember that the purpose of Sabbath is to be renewed to delight in God's presence, and to delight in his holiness. And all of those different ways and all those different things, you can do that. So as we move to a close this morning, I'll go ahead and invite Hannah back up. There is always enough rest in Jesus. I'm going to say that again. There's always enough rest in Jesus. The question is, will you allow him to be enough? There are a lot of things we try to find rest in that just are not enough? Will we allow Jesus to be enough? Will we stop running on empty? Will we stop looking at all the wrong places? Will we prioritize rest over busyness? Will we be intentional with that rest and embrace the simplicity of enjoying the presence of Christ? Let's pray together this morning. God, as we come before you today, God, we come maybe worn out, maybe tired, God, but we come knowing that you are enough, that in you there is enough rest. There's enough of everything we could possibly imagine. When we are running on empty, God, you come to fill us back up. So God, as we come before you today, help us to lay aside that need to be busy, to be intentional with that rest and to embrace the simplicity of just being and sitting with you in your presence. We love you today, God. You are enough. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, to respond uh, to what we've heard, we're going to come to the table this morning. And as you come to uh, 
uh, partake of communion this morning, know that in Christ there is always enough. At his table, there is always enough. He invites you to come, to find rest, to experience the fullness of his grace, to enjoy the presence of God, to experience his holiness, to come and be renewed. Come and let him be enough today.